Hello? Is anyone there? You've all been staring at me for like a week, it seems. Did you not hear me? I said we need to destroy the ver bunnies! Oh, again with the alarm. So sorry. I'm sorry. I think we misunderstood you. What part? Ver bunnies? Nope, that's what I thought he said. Did you mean to say werewolf? Amy, dear, please, if I meant to say werewolf, I'd say werewolf, but we all know that werewolves are not real. Don't be ridiculous. But werebunnies? Very real, very deadly threats. And now they are back here in Melancholy Falls, and we must stop them. And how does one stop werebunnies, exactly? Oh, the usual. Silver bullets usually do the trick. Taking away their carrots, too, can starve them if they don't have any other source of food. I'm sorry, but are you actually entertaining this idea of werebunnies being an actual thing? Well, I mean, you do have a tuft of fur growing out of your shoulder right now, so believe what you want. Amy looked like she was beginning to panic a little, and quite frankly, I couldn't blame her. We had to figure out what we can do to help her. Can someone please explain to me what is really going on? This is some kind of joke, right? I assure you that the Ver Bunny is no joke. It is a very serious problem, and we could have an infestation on our hands. Okay, so say theoretically we buy into this whole thing. Where do we go from here? We need to find their nest. Wherever they are, they are nesting together, and we can take them out with one swoop. If we take out the original host who infected her before she has fully turned, we help cure Amy. If we don't, in time, she will be a werebunny forever. You can't actually be serious about... Wait, do you guys hear that? Amy's ears perked up as if she was listening intently to something. She looked around nervously, but no one else made any mention that they could hear what she was hearing. Um... Hear what? That is a side effect of the curse. It's taking hold. Amy, you are getting advanced hearing. Tell me, what do you hear? Maybe it can lead us to the nest, no? Seriously? How can you guys not hear that? It's seriously so loud. Hey, it's okay. Just calm down, take a breath, and tell us what you hear. I'm... I'm not sure. It it sounds like cars? A big car driving by? Well, that helps. Just concentrate, Amy. Listen closely. Anything will help. I I don't know. Uh, There's a a clinking sound, I think. A loud one, but constant. Like tink, 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 tink. Good, good. We can work with that. Uh, You there, do the googly for things that tink. Do the what? Uh, The googly, the the internet thing. I think he means Google. Yes, that, uh, googly. That's a pretty broad search terminology, but I will see what I can do. Buddy jumped on the professor's computer and began typing away. As he did that, I moved back toward Amy, who was not taking this well at all. The fur on her shoulder began to spread, making its way down her neck and down her arm, covering most of her exposed shoulder in a thin layer of white and brown. I seriously do not like this. It's going to be okay. We'll fix this, I promise. Is what we do. What who does? What Buddy and I do. Well, what we do now. You fight bunnies? Well, we solve weird problems? Is that a thing? Yep, we're zero and one so far, but I'd still chalk that tentacle thing as a win personally. Buddy, I don't think that's helping. Look, Amy, just don't worry, okay? We'll make it better. Amy nodded her head when I noticed a tear in her eye. Despite everything we'd been through, I hated seeing her like this. We had to help. We'd figure out something and Buddy and I would make it better. Wait, 
I think I hear something else. What? What is it? Almost like a a whistle. It's long and and high-pitched. What am I, a dog now? Long and high-pitched? Like a train whistle? I... I think so. Buddy, what's the closest train tracks around here? Yes, uh, look it up on the googly, googly maps. It's not too far, actually. The train station is in Point Pleasant, but the tracks pass through Melancholy Falls out in the woods. We can drive there, but we'd have to walk the last bit. Yes, that. Let's go do that. Quickly now, before the curse fully takes hold. Let me get my things and, and we'll be off. The professor began going through a trunk, throwing things that he came across into a satchel. I looked at Amy and did my best to calm her down. Johnny? You did good, Amy. Really, you did. Even if we don't find what we need there, it's a good start. Do we need anything special to get ready? Flashlights. Here, each of you take one. A sunset may be upon us soon, and we don't want to be left out in the dark with those... things. We each grabbed a light as he handed them to us from his trunk. When he was finished, he secured his bag and stood before us. Let us go. We must end this once and for all! We all drove over on Buddy's car. He got us as close as he could, but eventually the path became too narrow and we had to get out to walk. We trekked through the woods, the setting sun creating an eerie atmosphere. We walked deeper in, deeper than I've ever been before, and every step we took took us further from the heart of town. The professor was in the lead, following Buddy's directions, with Amy and I closely behind. Which way? According to the googly map, it should be coming up on our left. Amy kept stopping, her ears perking up and her eyes shifting from side to side. Are you okay? I don't know. I keep hearing things, but I'm not sure what they are. And this is all so strange. Is this really happening? She scratched at her shoulder, and I noticed the fur had spread even further now. I mean, wear bunnies? Really? I know, it's ridiculous. But it could be something worse. It could be something else. Like what? I don't know, like a... Where tortoise? <laughs> I guess that is worse. Hey, Professor, can there be a where anything? I guess theoretically there could be, yes. Hey, Johnny, if you could choose anything, what would you be? I don't know. Um, a where monkey? How about you? Huh, probably a where hippo. And I'd be hungry but not hungry hungry because then it would just be an overkill. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard since I've got back to Melancholy Falls, and that is saying something in this town. Now you're just being hippocritical. Your puns are hippotizing, buddy. See? She gets it. Quiet, all of you. They're here. The professor stopped just before the train tracks. We all looked around, not entirely sure what we were looking for. Okay, so here are the tracks. But what about the tink-tink sound? Wait, this way. Amy took off, following the tracks. We followed behind her, not sure exactly what she was hearing, but hoping it would lead us to where we needed to go. After a minute or two, we began to hear it for ourselves. It was the sound of a train signal, its single light swinging back and forth, the worn conductors of a bend in the track up ahead. That explains the tink-tink sound, then. Everyone, search the area. What Amy heard was probably what the rest of the herd heard. There may be nesting around here. What does a bunny's nest look like? I think it's called a warren, but I have no idea. It's basically a hole in the ground that they can burrow into. It makes them feel safe and helps them escape from predators. And how exactly are we going to find a hole in the ground? Amy stopped again and wrinkled her nose. She sniffed once, (laughs) twice and then walked a few feet into the woods. It's this way. She's beginning to scare me, Professor. She's beginning to scare me, too, but right now she is our only hope of finding their nesting place. 
Here, I found it. Amy stopped before a gigantic hole in the ground, something more the size of a pit. That's an awfully big hole. Are you sure bunnies live down there? I'm sure of it. This is the spot. Come on, let's go. Without hesitation, Amy jumped down into the hole and crouched down to fit inside one of its smaller passageways. Amy, wait! It's dark down there! Use a flashlight! Dark? I can see just fine. Come on! We each followed quickly after her, jumping down and heading down the path she took. Within moments, it was too dark to even see our hands in front of our faces, so we had to turn on our flashlights. Um, why can't Amy see in the dark? Bunnies have excellent vision. She's taking on more and more of their abilities. We must hurry! Amy? Amy, where are you? Just ahead. You're almost there. There's an opening! We followed the path, still crouching down so we can fit inside the tunnel's walls. Just as it seemed it was about to get too tight to even continue, the tunnel opened up into a larger underground chamber. Oh, wow. It's like a bunny apartment down here. Do not be fooled by what you see. We are in the lion's den. Keep your eyes peeled! The chamber was the size of a decent-sized living room. Our flashlights searched it, trying to find any evidence of the bunnies, but coming up short. Are you sure we're in the right place? I'm sure of it. This has got to be it. Wait... Do you hear that? Everyone became still in the chamber, listening intently to try to hear what Amy did. It sounds like... They're coming! Get ready! Here, make a circle around us! The professor reached into his satchel and pulled out a can of salt. He handed it to Buddy, who didn't know what to do with it. We need a protective circle! I'm sorry, what? And waste all this perfectly good salt? Everyone knows their bunnies can't stand salt! Buddy shrugged and did as he was told, as the professor reached back into his bag and revealed an ancient-looking gun that looked like it hadn't been fired in years. Is that necessary? We need to be vigilant! Um, guys? It's getting closer. Buddy was right. Something was scurrying down one of the dirt tunnels making its way toward us. The sound echoed within the chamber, making it difficult to pinpoint where it was coming from. We all backed up against each other, forming a tight circle, each of us holding on to another. We can hear it clawing its way, steadily approaching. Our hearts beat hard in our chest, our breath caught in our throats, and our flashlights search every opening for the source of the sound. It's almost here. It's... Ah! Before Buddy could finish, something burst into the chamber, his scream causing all of us to drop our flashlights. Whatever it was, it was huge. The flashlight beams gave us brief glimpses of it, and we can see it was much larger than a bunny. But it was hunched over and making its way toward us. We quickly moved away as it inched closer, its dirt-covered hands reaching out to us. It looked as if a finger was missing from one hand, but I couldn't be sure in the darkness. Its labored breathing filled the air, sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Get a very foul creature! The professor swiped at it with his gun, trying to whip it with his handle. Amy crinkled her nose up again and sniffed the air. Wait. She's... Human. She's what? Help me. Did she just say, help me? The woman who we previously thought was a foe was actually a frail old woman. Looking to be in her 50s, she was wearing tattered clothing and covered in dirt and grime. Wait, guys, do you hear that? Please, help. Oh dear, we've made a terrible mistake. We must help her. We ran to her side as she collapsed. Amy caught her in her arms and eased her to the floor. Easy now. It's okay. We've got you. No, guys, seriously, do you hear that? Uh, Are you okay? Are you hurt? Who are you? What happened? My name is Janice. 
And they are coming. Guys! It was then that we all heard it. Not just one thing scurrying through the tunnels, but many. They are coming for you. Return Home, Episode 3, Running Wild. You just listened to Part 3 of 4. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Ritorno, BJ Grip, Audrey Faith Weaver, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Need some help searching for the lair of the werebunnies? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.